is up, everybody? Welcome into Locked On Tigers. It is Wednesday, January 13th, 2021. Thanks for tuning in today. The stove is officially very hot. And if there's one advantage about what has thus far been a remarkably slow offseason, it means that the next month and a half, two months, are, are going to be pretty hot. We're going to be getting several signings every week, and that's exciting. Gives us something to talk about, and there are two signings I want to talk about today. One of them I teased on Monday, and that was uh, the Kyle Schwarber Nationals signing. I do want to discuss that in, in detail in segment number two, but I do want to start off with the signing that was made on Monday night that sent shockwaves throughout the American League Central, and that's that Liam Hendricks, formerly of the Oakland A's, pitched for some other teams as well, had been a journey mentally, found a home in Oakland, all-star closer for them in 2019, had a remarkable season a year ago, finished ninth for the Cy Young and 13th for the MVP, signed with the Southsiders. He is officially a Chicago White Sox, signed a three-year, $54 million deal with a fourth-year team option. There are things about this signing that I think are very intriguing and interesting, and there are things about the signing that make me a little bit skeptical, but none of them have to do with Liam Hendricks's story or Liam Hendricks as a guy. In fact, good for him. What a cool story this is. The pride of Perth, Australia, I believe, who was a journeyman. I mean, he pitched some baseball for the Twins, then he pitched for the Blue Jays, then the Royals, then found a home in Oakland, had been bounced around, sent back down to the minors, and then all of a sudden just found it in 2019. Had an all-star season for them and 75 appearances. Over the last two years, he has surpassed Josh Hader as the best closer in baseball. I mean, carried the Oakland A's at points over the last few seasons, especially in 2019 when Blake Trinan was really struggling. He took over as the closer, was phenomenal, pitched 85 innings in 2019, which nowadays for a reliever is is a whole hell of a lot. And I'm happy for him, bred it up, got that bag, got that money, and he will pitch some really good baseball on the south side of Chicago. With that said, and here's where my skepticism comes in, and maybe it is the Tigers fan in me speaking, who's seen this team in the past give big deals to aging free agent relievers like Troy Percival and Joe Nathan, but we're going to be talking about a 32-year-old reliever who's been in the league off and on for 10 years, getting a three-year $54 million deal for a reliever. Now, look, he was the best reliever on the market, and arguably the best reliever in baseball over the last two years, but... I don't know. I'm I'm surprised the White Sox splurged on Hendricks, to be completely honest with you. And that's not a detriment to him. That's not a knock on him. He's been absolutely fantastic over the last several seasons. Someone was going to dish out the cash for him, and the White Sox were the one. But I don't know. The White Sox last year, when I look at their problems, their issues lied with, you know, well, Rick Renteria made some very questionable decisions down the stretch, but it was more consistency in the starting rotation where they really fell apart. I didn't think they had a bad bullpen. In fact, I thought they had a pretty solid bullpen. And really, Alex Colomay, who was, who's was who been their closer over the last several seasons, is a free agent this year. I thought, like, they it would have been every bit as advantageous for them just to re-sign Colomay for a lot less money and be close to as effective. I mean, he's maybe not not good as Hendricks, but hey, then went, they went out and splurged on the best closer in baseball, and it, it is exciting. I mean, I have been, de- I've gone back and forth with the White Sox. I was so high on them for so long. I was adamant this team is a team that's going to compete for and win the World Series within the next several seasons, and they had a very good year last year. That offense is loaded. You have a rotation with Giolito, who had a very good year last year. Keuchel, who seemed to, to find it again. I mean, it was obviously a shortened season, but was pitching some of the best baseball he'd pitched since his time in Houston, 
And but that that Larusa hire, and again, I know managers don't have that huge an impact in baseball, but there was something about that just that just soured me. It's like they were so close to the finish line, and you have the opportunity to hire a guy who's kind of going to kind of potentially take you to the promised land, and you get Tony Larusa. Like that just rubbed me the wrong way. Now it made me happy because it, it allowed AJ Hinch to fall into the lap of the Detroit Tigers, but at the same time, just looking at it from from the viewpoint of a White Sox fan, uh, I thought that was a very surprising and detrimental hire. But with that said, this is still one of the most talented rosters in baseball. I mean, make no doubt about it. And as much of a detriment as I think Larusa may be there as manager, as, as much as it may cause a divide in the clubhouse, uh, talent trumps everything. And this is one of the most talented teams in baseball by far. And now they just added a closer who is pretty much a lockdown guy. I guess one of the other reasons why I'm skeptical is that closers and relievers are unpredictable and they're fragile. Sometimes they go to the pen and they find it, but it doesn't last long. You know, you, I, the, the deal I kind of compare this to, and I hate to be this harsh, but Wade Davis signing with the Rockies, where it's like Wade Davis for a period of time was was the was the baddest dude on the planet. He had a sub-1 ERA in back-to-back seasons, or I think in one of those seasons, he just had an ERA of 1, but still, the best reliever on the planet went to the Cubs, had an all-star season for them, was the only all-star on that team for the Cubs in 2017, and yet the Rockies signed him to that big three-year deal, and he was awful. Now, pitching on the south side of Chicago is not nearly as difficult as pitching in Colorado. I understand that, but it, it is a risk. It's a risk for the amount of money that they're giving him, but somebody pointed this out. Multiple people have pointed this out, and it is true. Really rich teams, high big market teams, are able to absorb big contracts, especially when those contracts aren't beyond three, four seasons. I mean, that's what made the Jordan Zimmerman deal in Detroit so crippling and so awful. Like, that was the offseason they signed Lowe and Pelfrey and Upton and Zimmerman. And yeah, the Lowe and Pelfrey deals were completely awful, but but they were both two-year deals, and, and they didn't kill the growth of the organization. But having Zimmerman on the books for five seasons just was so crippling for them, and it, and it killed them. And I think it was one of the big reasons why even today they find themselves so reluctant to spend money on big-time free agents. The question that is being asked right now, though, now that Hendricks has been acquired by the White Sox is, does this make the White Sox to, the favorite to win the American League Central? I'd argue they already were. You know, the Indians are starting to go backwards. The Royals aren't going to do anything. The Tigers aren't going to do anything. The only other real competition you have is the Minnesota Twins. And look, the Twins have been really good over the last two years. They've won back-to-back AL Central titles, won 100 games, over 100 games in 2019. But there is still something about the Twins that always makes me reluctant to pick them to win anything, let alone the AL Central again. Because, And I get it. They've won the Central many times. They get to the playoffs and flame out. What they do in the postseason probably shouldn't have any reflection on how I feel about them in the regular season. But I also think that they benefited last year from the White Sox lack of experience. The White Sox had that division one late in the season and they completely fell apart. Now that they have that experience under their belt, they've experienced a playoff push. They've experienced that that pennant chase. I feel like it's going to be a much more poised, much more seasoned baseball team. And you have a guy in the back end of the bullpen now in Liam Hendricks who's pitched big games in October. He's won playoff games. He's been the closer in playoff games. In that aspect, this is a huge deal, not just in the sense that you bring in a guy who's very good, but you bring in a guy with a lot of a lot of experience and when you have a team made up of youngsters second year guys rookies guys who've only sniffed the postseason once or twice to bring in a guy with that kind of veteran experience it, it is a big move so I'm, I'm kind of split on the deal maybe I'm being a little bit more negative than a lot of other people are it's just I, I feel like it's a gross overpay to be completely honest with you I'm, I'm surprised anyone gave Liam Hendricks that much money but hey good for him and good for the White Sox they're going to be a 
damn good team over the next several years. And one of the reasons for that is that they're going to have most likely a lockdown closer. Uh, so that will do it for segment number one. When I come back in segment number two, I do want to talk about the deal that I teased discussing on Monday, and that's that Kyle Schwarber signed a one-year $10 million deal with the Washington Nationals. I want to talk about that deal, and I want to talk about why it makes me even more frustrated with the state of the Detroit Tigers and their unwillingness to go after big free agents. We'll be right back. We got a lot of playoff games coming up this week in the NFL. It's an awesome slate of games, and there's only one place that has you covered and one place that we trust betonline.ag. Sign up today for a free account at betonline.ag and use that promo code LOCKEDON for your 50% welcome bonus. We're talking about NFL playoff games, obviously college football over, but we got a whole lot of college basketball games. My Michigan Wolverines are in the thick of things in the Big Ten title race already, so don't sit on the sidelines anymore. Get in on the action. Don't forget to use that promo code LOCKEDON to receive a 50% welcome bonus with your first deposit. Bet online, your online sportsbook experts. RockAuto.com is a family business serving auto parts customers online for 20 years. Go to RockAuto.com to shop for auto and body parts from hundreds of manufacturers. They have everything from engine control modules and brake parts to tail lamps, motor oil, and even a new carpet. Whether it's for your classic or daily driver, get everything you need in a few easy clicks delivered directly to your door. The rockauto.com catalog is unique and remarkably easy to navigate. Quickly see all the parts available for your vehicle and choose the brands, specifications, and prices you prefer. Best of all, prices at rockauto.com are always reliably low and the same for professionals and do-it-yourselfers. Why spend up to twice as much for the same parts? Go to rockauto.com right now and see all the parts available for your car or truck. Write locked on in their how did you hear about us box so they know that we sent you. Amazing selection, reliably low prices, all the parts your car will ever need, rockauto.com. Join walking baseball encyclopedia Paul Francis Sullivan, please call him Sully, every day on Lockdown MLB for a unique look at the majors, both present and past. Featuring exciting guest interviews, I've been on there before, had a great time, routine check-ins from the Lockdown MLB Network's team of local experts, and insightful analysis of the day's biggest stories. Lockdown MLB is the single best source for daily baseball talk. Subscribe today wherever you get your podcasts. And we're back, everybody. Welcome in to Lockdown Tigers for segment number two. As I teased in segment number one, and as I teased on Monday's show, I really want to talk about this. Kyle Schwarber signed a one-year, $10 million contract with the Washington Nationals. Kyle Schwarber, obviously, former outfielder for the Chicago Cubs. You know the story of Kyle Schwarber, World Series hero in 2016, coming back from that ACL injury. One of the best mashers in baseball. The Chicago, how about this? How about this for a statistic? The Chicago Cubs all-time leader in postseason home runs. The dude, Ken Rake, was non-tendered by the Cubbies this offseason as they kind of transition into a new era of baseball there on the north side, which is probably going to begin with some some pretty bad baseball, all things considered. I think they're on the verge of hitting that full-on reset button they already have with the trades of you Darvish, and it looks like Wilson Contreras may be on the move here pretty soon, as well as potentially Chris Bryant and Javi Baez. You know, they're, they're going to be cleaning house here pretty soon, and now Schwarber is gone, signing with the Washington Nationals. Now, I alluded to this, and I might have just flat out said it when the Nationals made that move to trade for Josh Bell, but now that they've won a World Series, which they did in 2019 with that amazing run, 
it's fair to say that the Nationals are one of the best-run organizations in sports. And and really, when you look at it, and I talked about this, I'm, I'm kind of a broken record here at this point, but I'll say it again. Pretty much every year since 2013, you've gone into the season being like, you know what, the Nationals got a shot. The Nationals can win the World Series this year. And, and this year, I'm going to feel the same way. They still have that solid core with Soto, Strasburg, hopefully he comes back healthy, Scherzer, Corbin, and now you can add Kyle Schwarber and Josh Bell to that list. One year, $10 million. And look, I'm happy for the Nationals. I'm happy for Schwarber. He's always been, he's been one of my favorite players in baseball. Just, I I love his story. I love how he came back in the 2016 World Series. I love the fact that the dude can rake. I mean, he doesn't have a lot of cheap ones. When that dude gets a hold of one, he mashes one. He's a fun player to watch hit. But I can't help but notice that a team like the Nationals, who won the World Series in 2019 and very easily could have been lackadaisical in their approach to things over the last several years. Hey, we got our ring. Let's let's take it easy, not spend a ton of money. Let's uh, ride that World Series championship wave until the fans start to get tired of mediocrity. Then we'll go out and spend again. That They haven't. They have spent money wisely. No, they haven't dished out big contracts. They don't really have the money to do that right now because they got Scherzer locked up for a few more years. And I'm sure they're going to give Soto a big extension here pretty soon. And they gave Corbin a big deal and Strasburg a big extension. But they are spending their money extremely wisely. Kyle Schwarber, a, another low-risk, high-reward, only a one-year deal. If he doesn't play well, maybe he'd re-sign there. If he does play well, he could sign a long-term deal with somebody else or maybe even come back to Washington. It's a, it's a win-win for both sides. And yeah, I look over at what Detroit is doing, and they're signing Robbie Grossman. And again, is Robbie Grossman a terrible player? No, the Tigers' whole principle, their whole philosophy right now of we can't spend money on big-time targets is something that I personally and will forever believe to be nonsense. Five years in a row we're coming up on without them signing a single big-time free agent deal. Not a multi-year deal to Robbie Grossman. I'm talking about handing out big bucks, one of those big-ass checks to somebody who's actually worth a damn. They haven't done that in five seasons. But if they're insistent on not doing that, then you can spend your money more wisely on players with higher upside. Robbie Grossman, not a terrible player. He'll be average. He'll start opening day for him. But does he have that much upside? Does he have Kyle Schwarber upside? Kyle Schwarber, at some point in his career, is probably going to hit 45 home runs. And they get the Nationals, a team that won the World Series two years ago, just signed him for one year, $10 million. That is a cheap, cheap contract. That is a contract the Tigers could have absolutely handed out and not and, and wouldn't have gone up in terms of, of payroll at all. Third richest owner in the sport. You got the 28th highest payroll. That is an easy deal that you could have handed out, and they decided not to. That's where that's where that's what's frustrating to me is it's like if you want to be cheap, be cheap, but you can be cheap and spend money on guys who are actually really good, guys with high upside, guys who can hit home runs, guys who draw walks, guys with all-star caliber potential, which I'm sorry. I know some people might think he's overrated. Kyle Schwarber has all-star caliber potential. When he's at his best, he is still one of the best power hitters in all of baseball. One year, $10 million to a team that just won the World Series a few years ago. That's how you run a baseball organization right there. You get guys, high-profile guys, who for whatever reason may not be worth a ton of money, and you bring them in. Like, uh, just think about this for a second. Let's say the Tigers would have signed Schwarber to a one-year $10 million deal. Let's say the market fell through, nobody else offered him anything, and the Tigers were able to swoop him up. Worst-case scenario 
is he's not very good. You play out the season. The team is terrible, whatever. Best case scenario, he plays some of the best baseball of his career. And for one year, you trade him and you flip him at the deadline for some solid prospects. And and I know we experienced that with J.D. Martinez. Teams aren't willing to dish out a whole lot for a power hitter at the deadline. I get it, but you could at least get something. Or he helps you be more competitive. You keep him and maybe re-sign him to a multi-year deal. I know it's difficult. It's extremely difficult to run a baseball team. I understand that. But it's not as difficult as some people make it out to be. It's not. See good player, sign good player for cheap. Especially this year, I've brought it up before, when you have so many guys, talented players, who because of the revenue loss following COVID in 2020, probably should have been tendered but weren't, on the free agent market, like David Dahl, like Kyle Schwarber, like Eddie Rosario, and the Tigers are like that team, that, that lion, there's that famous video uh, of the, the lion watching all his lion friends uh, go, go to hunt, you know, I don't know, whatever the lions hunt, and he's just kind of standing there watching them go by and wondering why he's sitting there hungry. That's what the Tigers are right now. They're just watching every solid potential cheap free agent go to the wayside, and meanwhile, hey, we'll pluck Robbie Grossman out of obscurity. That's why the fan base is mad at you. That's why even if you did have fans in attendance, people wouldn't be going to the games. It's just frustrating, man. It's really, really frustrating. But uh, that will do it for today's show. You can follow me on Twitter at Castellani2014. A few weeks, a few weeks, I'll come back to Twitter. In a few weeks, I'll get back to tweeting. I, I still got a few more personal things I need to sort out regarding my mental health. Uh, I'm working on myself, but I'll, I'll come back at some point. You can follow the show on Twitter at LockedOnTigers. While you're at it, go to Apple Podcasts, go to iTunes, leave a positive written five-star review of this program. It would be much, much appreciated. Thank you very much for listening, everybody. I will be back here on Friday. Probably won't be a mailbag podcast because I do think we'll have enough news to be able to cover that we won't have to fill it with a mailbag show. But we will be right back here for one more show on Friday. Thank you very much for listening, everybody. Have a great rest of your day, and go Tigers.